It's my bestie. Hi. Hi. Beautiful. How, How are, you? are you? Good. I, don't I, know I miss. Can see, I can only see half your face. You can, why can you only see half my face, girl? It's a lot of it. I don't know how you can oh, only wait, get hold half. On. Oh, must be my phone. I can only see half, though. That's so weird. I can see your whole face in all its beauty and glory. How have you been? Oh, my God. I'm so happy to be here. Listen, first of all, I miss you. I know that sounds so crazy, but you have this infectious energy about you, and I, I, I miss it. Oh, thank you. We have to connect. You're in L.A., right? I'm in L.A. I am. Okay. I'll be there again. I forgot something's coming up there, but I'll, we'll have to connect when I come back this summer. Please. Or spring or summer. Please, yes. please, please, please. Let me tell you something. First of all, I, I, I try to explain to everybody why I'm doing this. Obviously, the month of March, we're celebrating women. And, you know, from a historical perspective, I think that's super dope. But I felt like there are so many... Uh, women who are doing amazing things like giants walking amongst us. And mm. we don't recognize them enough. We don't recognize our peers enough. And so I thought, you know, all my, our March, I'm going to create a list, a wish list of people that I have not connected with, that I've met along my journey, that I think are fucking fabulous. And you were at the top of my list. You wow. were one of my tops. And I said, this chick, first of all, she doing everything from, <laughs> I mean, you didn't stop at hair care. You've gone into, I see you're doing uh, real estate or Airbnbs yeah. or something. You're doing classes, you're on TV. I said, oh my goodness. <laughs> How in the world, being such a boss, do you juggle all of those things? Because you're also a mother, a wife, all of that. I know, right? <laughs> She's trying to figure it out, um, like, where's the answer? Well, you know, I think um, the the biggest piece of all of this is managing it, managing my life, my world, and all the things I want to do is the right team, one, and the right partner, two. Mm. So the right team, with the right team, you can do anything. You have to have the right team that is going to actually, you need people in the room that know more about you and are subject matter experts in their fields you hire them for, Ooh. and that you can just, you can just delegate to, okay? And they get their job done. So that enables me to get to other things. Okay. Got it. And then regarding my, my when I see the right partner, um, if, if you're single, you're single. But if you have a partner in your life, you better have a good one. Okay. Because that can either help propel you forward or bring or drag you down. Good. So the right partner is supportive. And that husband of mine allows me to sometimes get things out of whack when I'm not, when I'm not, my life is not in balance. He's got my back and taking care of point A and B while I'm over here doing C and D. Mm. So that's important. That's critical. You know, it's funny. I will say this um, from the moment. Well, first, let me say this uh, dovetailing off of what you just said is that you give me hope. I have always been. Now, first of all, I'm an eternal optimist. I am. However, you know, being a woman trying to do everything, I, I am one of those people that truly believe that I wasn't sure you can have it all. But then I, I watch people like you and I see that you you juggle being uh, a wife, you juggle being a good mother, making sure that you're ever present. But then, you know, you're also expanding your empire. And for the longest, I thought it is impossible mm. as a woman mm. to have it all because there are so many people pulling at you, not to mention just the difficulties you face, period, being a woman and trying to be taken seriously. But you give a me black hope. woman. 
a black woman. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. You know, white women get they get coddled and cuddled, and oh my gosh, you're so yeah. pampered. It's different. Yeah. yeah, I know women have issues, and overall, women's suffrage get it, but black women, it's a whole nother level. To so. Totally, totally different. I'm sure when you walk in the room, first of all, you're probably the only sister in the room walking in trying to do business, and they're looking like, right. mm, she probably don't right. know what she's talking about. Right. That part. Yes, Irritating. That part. Irritating. Yes. So yes. I, I also wanted to make sure that I give you your flowers because a lot of people wow. think that when you um, are successful that, you know, everything is popping and everybody loves you and you're having so much fun. When the truth mm -hmm. of the, the matter of it is, at least from my perspective, it can be a very lonely journey because you are so busy all the time. You don't really have as much time as you would like to connect with the people that you've met along the way. So sometimes it is like passing ships in the night. But I will say when I first moved to Dallas, you were one of the first people that I met. I was thrilled that we connected and yeah. you were so humble. And at that time, I knew who you were, but I had no idea how smart, how erudite, how sophisticated, how all of these things that you were in that moment, I didn't know. And I did not know that you were going to accomplish so many other things but yet you were so grounded and so nice and so humble. And every time that I've talked to you, reached out to you, you've never turned me away. And there are not, I, listen, there are not many people like that in this industry. Really? No, they're not. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't understand that because I'll say like, it can be gone to, here today, gone tomorrow. And also I think money doesn't, really change you it just shows you who you really are mm. and um it really does open you know if you're a jerk you're a jerk you know if you're a good person you're a good person i do know that um for me it's important to be appreciative and to be humble my mom and everyone has said mahisha you haven't changed i'm like well why should i have yeah you know i don't think i should have um my key thing is to make sure my biggest thing is to make sure that out of life, what I want to do is to make sure my part of my DNA is giving back to who much is given, much is required. Much is and I know that that karmic law of me soaping and re reaping has benefited me and blessed me and enabled me to be successful. So that's a part of being a good person, good human. I don't think good people, I mean, bad people really prosper. I don't feel. Yeah. Either you're going to be hurt mentally. You may have the coins, but you're going to get broken out some other way. So I want mental health. I want success. I want happiness. I don't want to be a miserable person. Yeah. I think it's easier to be a nice, you know, person is to be a, a you know, a mean person. So, well, let me ask you this. You said you want happiness. What does that look like to you? Because, you know, a lot of people, you, you touched on two things. You talked about how you can have a lot of coin, but still be mentally unstable or, and we've seen it. We've seen people committing suicides who have all kinds of money and power and all of that and still not happy. So right. for you, what does happiness look like and how do you share that yes and I'll, I'll answer that before i get to that i want to say about the balance part i want to interject and say my no game is strong mm. um and that's one thing that i how i protect my peace is i don't say yes to things that i don't want to do don't benefit me um and if and i, I also believe in um 
and giving to those who give to also and support you. Because there are a lot of takers in the world. Oh, and they'll hands suck out. you dry. Yes. So, and I, and I love, you know, having good girlfriends and good energy around me. Like, I loved your energy from day one. So I surround myself with good energy. And those people that uplift that and I can have a good time with, that's what I like to be around. But anything that's negative, I'm going to say no to. Mm. Um, if that's not, you know, helping me along my journey um, in life, I'm going to say no to that. So that's the way I, I protect my peace. But regarding, um, I, get, I got off topic. The question was, how did I keep the balance? Is that what you asked me? The happiness. Like, what does happiness, happiness. look like for you? Happiness. I mean, listen, okay, I see I, you, you traveling, girl, your girlfriends, y'all on the boat. You like, yeah, you ride <laughs> alongside your hubby. He looking good. You looking fly. So <laughs> but I think a lot of times the, the world that we see on social media does not always equate to happiness. So in a more grounded, authentic definition, what would that mean for you? What does that okay. look like? And, and I can tell you that easily. So, you know, I keep grounded and I love laughing i i mm. love laughter it makes me feel good so i love my being with my children because they keep me laughing listen i have a 28 year old and all the way down to 12 year old and in between okay 28 girl you look that you look 30 how you got a 28 year old you started early <laughs> i'll take that i'll take that yes yes ma'am i'll be 50 next month so yes i'll take Ooh, every highlight but they keep me laughing and I really absorb their energy and that makes me happy. And I love to see them thriving. Yeah. My daughter is working for the brand and it's excelling. She is just sharp as a tack. She is sharp as a tack, let me tell you. And then my kids, they're just, they're happy. And I, I get joy from that because I was able to create that and a difference from the way I grew up. Mm. So different. And that brings me joy. Okay, so what else brings me joy? Because that's the bottom line, children, right? My husband brings me joy. I love my husband. I have a great partner. But my girlfriends, listen, when I can step out with my girls, I am happy. My inner core, because we are going to have, I can be free. I can be myself, no judgment. I can cry. I can laugh. That helps me to release. Because with all the things I do, I have so much on me that it becomes heavy a lot. Yeah. So I need to find a place that gives me joy. So it's a small circle of friends. It's my kids, it's my husband. It's Turks and Caicos Islands once a quarter. Ain't that the <laughs> truth? Let me tell you something. Nothing that good sunshine, beach, warm water is the cure to just about everything. But you're right. I think that having a good network of girlfriends around you. And, and again, now I'm not married. I've never been married. And people ask me all the time, you know, how come you're not married? How come you didn't get married? Blah, blah, blah. And my thing is, you know, it's not that I'm not looking for it. I feel it will come when it's time. But in the meantime, what I'm going to do is enjoy the girlfriends that I've met along the way. The ones who yeah. laugh at the same things that I, that I laugh at. The ones who don't care if my curls are extra frizzy today <laughs> or maybe my makeup ain't right or maybe I don't have makeup on at all. You know what? They love me yeah. just the same. And for me, that is joyful. Being able to show yes. up authentically exactly who I am. I'm loud. I love to laugh. I'm talking about the belly laugh. Like, who is that? It's me. Join in or don't. But I thought it was funny. So I thought. I, and so I, I like people who are just authentic. And like I said, from the moment I met you, you've been nothing but real. And I'm and more than anything, I'm just so proud to say that I know you when I watch the things that you do. And and, you know, there's so much negativity out there. 
uh, already. We don't have to, to pour into that at all. It's just always good to see a black woman who is a boss, who doesn't have to walk in and yell that I'm a boss. Everything about you says boss. And I think it's important that we share that energy, right? I appreciate that. And yes, I appreciate the fact that another black woman can acknowledge that because sometimes we have a hard time. I'm always one that'll see you and go, oh my God, you look beautiful to my sisters. But sometimes we have a hard time with that. So thank you for having that same energy because I like to also you know, uh, give women their flowers, especially women of color. Um, I really do enjoy laughter too. Yeah. Comedy clubs, girlfriends, kids, wherever <laughs> I can laugh, it just makes me light. There's levity in laughter and I just love it. So yeah, that's a good piece of my joy. So if that's joy you, for you, we have that in common. What does, what, what makes you cry? What upsets you the most? Hmm. Like a good old snotty cry, like I don't know. Oh, you know, like just I don't know. I want to tell, talk about that. <laughs> I don't know. You need a cocktail uh, for that one. <laughs> I know. I feel you know. I'm hard on myself. Um, and I, really hard on myself professionally. You know, personally. You know, we are our worst critics, right? Yeah, we know that. Um, I think for me, the hardest thing is if I have a business failure. Though, I mean, this is a vulnerable question that you're asking because it's one of those things that we don't always admit. Like in, when you're an entrepreneur, I mean, it's a journey that's so tough and stressful, especially when you're in retail. But when you have a failure that sticks and is public, that's a hard thing. Yeah. And you have to take those things in and kind of still live and continue to thrive and, and create and move forward. Those are hard moments. Those have been some hard moments. I was just talking about that the other day with my girlfriend. Um, we we're talking about my seven million dollar loss. Ooh, that seven was seven million dollar. Where's my drink? I need a tequila or something. I yeah, I, I, yeah. You see, Ooh. you brought out the vulnerability because I thought we we're about to have just Kiki, but now we're talking about the real stuff. Yeah, but you know, I think these are the kind of conversations that we would have at brunch. We may not share everything, but I also think it's these kind of conversations that fortify us. For instance, for me, I'll be very vulnerable and transparent. You know, I've called you before regarding business and then got scared. Now, you know, I'm one of those women that I'm quick to say, I'm not scared of nothing. Bring it on. What you got? But then there there is a vulnerable side of me that has a fear of loss, and I think you know, I would never look at you and say you would lose. I would never think that. So the fact that you would share that, I think is important because somebody like me needs to hear that, that, you know, I can preach that to other people. And I know I've, girl, I done got fired off jobs three times or more and still kept going. But I think yeah, there is yeah. something decidedly different when you yourself have a lot at stake that it costs you something. Mm. And so to hear you say, that you've had a loss. Whereas in my mind, I'm thinking, honey, Mahisha don't lose. What are you talking about? You got the wrong one, baby. She don't lose nothing. See, that's, that's the part that we don't talk about entrepreneurship. And that's the part that more people need to know because we on Instagram are showing that Instagram is a success and, oh, everything's gravy. But no, there are times that things happen like that big lesson of me launching products before they were should have been launched and mm. really going against the grain of what I knew I should have done before and didn't listen to my processes and my people and did things that I didn't should, should have done cost me $7 million. And I feel like 
though that was a lesson. Um, it was a year of getting through that emotional turmoil because when you're an entrepreneur, I, I mean, we tied that success to us so personally deeply. Yeah. That's why a lot of them, people commit suicide. Mm -hmm. You know, you tie that failure and or success to who you are. A lot yeah. of entrepreneurs. That makes versus, sense. Versus separating it like most men can. I think a lot of men can make it like a monopoly game where this is just business and then this is, you know, who I am. When you create something from the ground up and then you find that you've made an error so big, it can, you know, hit your self-esteem. And I'm you sure know? it also has a lot to do with the fact of, of obviously men can separate it because I think they're, they have so many more opportunities than we do. And they are not always defined by their losses where I think women are. I think people won't let you forget that you lost. So I think the stakes are higher. So I think that's why we are probably more emotionally attached to it than anything. Like I can think of a ton of dudes in the industry that I'm in who whose ratings were in the toilet and still get jobs, right? I have one bad uh, book and honey, if all, you know, she had a bad book back in 1993. 1993? How do you remember wow. that? You know, so I think, wow. I think the stakes are totally different. So what do you think about, I will say, about entrepreneurship, the thing I found so interesting, and I, I always wonder what somebody like you would think is during the time of COVID, you know, everybody was in the house and, you know, everybody was a soapbox preacher when it comes to business. You need to start your own business and you need to, you need to invest in this and that. And I thought, you know, the idle mind is the devil's workshop. You got to be careful. So now coming out of COVID, all of these people who listen to the people on TikTok, and I'm not saying that they are all bad, but all of them are good. So they make right. it seem like running a business, starting a business, keeping up with the business and being successful is so easy. It's right. easy. What do you say to that? It is not. <laughs> I like to speak really candidly about that fact because people do get caught up in that. They think like, that super scent, you know who she is, right? Mm -hmm. She, okay, you're gonna make a million dollars. She made a million dollars in 30 minutes. That yep. is not gonna happen to you. Listen, put that as anomaly that will happen in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, that's she's not an outlier for sure. For sure. That is not the norm. So we need to get used to the fact that number one, entrepreneurship is not easy. It's not for everyone, it's not for the faint of the heart. And vast majority of businesses fail by year five, 80%, in fact. So, and it's harder to sustain than to start and it could take an emotional toil on you. You can, you know, compromise your financial security and your mental health. It is not for the faint of heart. So no, mm -hmm. don't get into it lightly. I'm not saying don't be an entrepreneur. I'm saying we shouldn't glamorize it. Let's keep it real. Yeah. It is if it works, it's amazing for legacy building for sure. But if you're going to do it, do your due diligence, get make sure you have a solid business plan make sure you have a strong team make sure you have a great mentor and make sure you have a strong strong foundation strong foundation so important in everything in in, in terms yeah. of life and living and and trying to find happiness before we move on to the next journey and you said turning 50 or 50 50 yeah 50 what has been the most surprising thing for you that you've learned turning 50 as it relates to age. Now, this is that key, key moment. I know for me, it was finding gray hairs in places. I was like, what the what? <laughs> what's what? going on? <laughs> so what's, like, the what? fun, what's the funny moment? Yeah, like a funny moment, yeah. 
Huh. I, you know what? Oh my gosh. I feel like, I don't know if it's a funny moment, but for me, the aha moment is like, wow, I'm 50. Okay. But listen, I don't look 50. I, and now you I'm sure flipping don't. it where I am more, I'm, my daughter's 28 and she wears, she's more conservatively dressed than I am. So we go out together and she skirt to the floor. <laughs> your skirt up to your hip. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we go, we went out to a comedy club last weekend, actually, because I yeah, told you I love to laugh. And you know, I'm like, and, and the fact that I have a 28 year old and I, I'm 50, I feel like, listen, this is a great time for me. I'm enjoying it. She hates it. She's like, I yeah, this is my mom. I know she's got my sister. She's my dropping mom. it like it's hot. <laughs> but I am loving it. And I feel like it's just a fun time for me. I think that's I give it gives me um energy and and it gives me hope that uh, strength i know that like i have so much more life in front of me i think that's and so cool i think it's funny how you know i never thought that i would be the person that i used to point at when i was a kid that like my mom's friend i would point and be like oh my god they're so old and they'd be like 40 and to me that was like <laughs> ancient and now i'm like i'm i'm in my 50s and now i'm like but i feel like times are different, right? Like we, when you know better, you do better. So I think, you know, the reason you don't look your age or act your age, I think learning what foods to put in your body, learning what you need, how much sleep you need, uh, being better stewards of our health, right? That's important. Right. Like when right. You, and you I know, you got to stay at the doctor sure. sometimes. Yeah. I think we, yeah, we have, I mean, definitely better food. I mean, we know better. We know, you know, but know better, you do better. And I feel like, having you know a great workout reg regimen right making sure i drink water i mean healthy i don't smoke cigarettes you know i just like my healthy lifestyle has yeah. enabled me to stay yeah but, but you do enjoy you know, a good mimosa i'm sure right or a good margarita oh oh yes you, okay good good because a splash of orange juice oh just a little splash that's how i'm but, oh, i will I mean, send my, it back if it's choice is oh what is martini. your drink of choice a martini, a martini. gin yeah. or vodka kettle one vodka Vermouth rinse, blue cheese olive, straight up. Oh, well, wait a That's second. I'm going to have to try that because now I'm a martini drinker, but I like my slightly dirty, shaken, not stirred. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like the little, the little coolness little of bit. the ice. A little bit, a little bit. Now, I'm not a fan of the blue cheese olive in my drink, but I like to eat blue cheese olives. I, really? Okay. I think that I think the blue cheese dirties my drink a little bit more than I I like. Ah, I think ah. that might be what it is. But I I've, like I've I just turned to gin maybe two years ago. I used to be a tequila girl. Ah, I still like tequila. Classe Azul is my Ooh. oh yeah my little sipping. You sip that, you know, sip sip. That's a good oh, yeah. thing at night. There's a good uh, tequila called Abandonado. It's like um, a, an extra, extra añejo. It is mm. delicious. Amazing. Delicious. Okay, I'm going to try that. Delicious. You have to try it. It is freaking amazing. What would you say your, if you weren't in the room, what would mm. your husband say about you? If he were talking to people, <laughs> what would that sound like? If you walk by, what would he say? And he didn't know you were listening. If they ask the question, like, what well, what was the question he'd be asked? Like, tell just, about just, your wife? Just, yeah. Like, you know, what, you know, what's, what's it like being married or, you know, ah. you know, that kind of thing. What would he say? Oh, God. Hilarious. Okay. He, he, <laughs> um, honestly, he would say, you know, she's spoiled. I spoil her. Um, she's loving, but she's also bossy. 
Um, she's a great mom, but she's also overprotective. I mean, he would say, he would break it down. I am, I'm a lot. He would say she's a lot. <laughs> you know what he says? You know, what's funny, I have to say this. <laughs> when I told him, like, when I tell him guys try to talk to me or, you know, I'm out or he see people commenting uh, inappropriately on Facebook, he yeah. goes, I am not worried about nobody taking you from me because if they did, they bring you right back. <laughs> <laughs> You can't be high maintenance like that, are you? I mean, I don't know, because I'm pretty high maintenance, too, which is probably why I'm single. I'm I'm a lot. I am a lot. What would you say when you when when he says you're spoiled? What is your what is your biggest vice? Like, is it shoes? Is it is it perfume or I want it now? Like, what is it? I, I don't think it's about material things. I think it's more about um, getting. I like to get what I need to get, what I want to get it and what I want when I want to get it. So. I'm not used to not getting what I want. And that means not just like, I'm not talking about gifts. I'm saying if I'm going to go trip, it's going to be the best trip. If I, you know, if I'm going to, you know, have dinner at this spot, spot I'm going to get that reservation. I'm not used to no, and I'm going to make it happen. So, and if you get in my way, then I'm, you, you, you know, shoot away. But right. I feel like he's used to me being that aggressive, assertive person that goes after what she wants and gets it. So in that case, spoiled, I think he's like, you mean sure you're not used to being told no a lot anymore. <laughs> and he doesn't tell me no a lot. <laughs> so you got a good one. Not about material stuff. I'm just saying like, I'll, I can get my way. I can get him to do whatever I want him to do. Oh, honey, you got a good one. You got a good How long have you guys been married? 20 years is February. 20 years. I'm not even going to ask what the secret is because I, I, I feel like there is no real secret. I think you just have things that work and things that don't. And I think it's different for everybody. But what would be good relationship advice from you to someone just starting out? Well, first of all, before you get in bed too deep with someone and pun intended, I would say you need to understand that you guys have this make sure you have the same core values that's the number one thing okay because we have the same core values but we're opposite in the ways that were important because he's my yang to my yang mm -hmm. i'm an extrovert he's more introverted i'm more type a aggressive and he's not as he's more of a i'm gonna get it done but i'm not gonna be in your face like that i'm gonna take a different route I, there couldn't be too many issues in the household it wouldn't work it just would yeah. be too much so it's a nice balance i'm an easier parent that can push over and give them whatever they want and he makes them work for it. That's a good balance mm. for parents. So I think for us, it's the perfect balance of in every way. Same values where it matter, differences to create balance. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because I've always said that whenever I find my partner and settle down, it would have to be an anchor because I'm a butterfly. I'm going to float right. all over the place. I'm I'm hyper creative. I I love shiny things, not material things, but right. it's easy for me to lose attention and focus. And so for me, okay. I need that anchor who can hold me down and be cool with it and don't criticize right. my flying because I'm going to float high. I'm going to be everywhere. Like that's, right, that's right, kind right, of right. my thing. And it's difficult to find a guy who's comfortable with being the anchor. Like he doesn't have to ever leave the ground like that. Doesn't mean he's not elevating. It just means right. he elevates in a different way than I do. So that would be the yin to my yang. Yes. And that's important. And for my husband, he is confident and he's a quiet, he has a quiet confidence about himself. 
so he can sit back and support but without any ego like there's no ego attached with the fact that i mean when we got together he I don't know what happened. Oh, there. Sure. Okay, we're back. Yeah. Um, when we first got back, got together, he was making way more money than I was. And then the business obviously progressed and things shifted. But he's able to, I mean, that, there's no ego to that. This is the family thing. It's a business together. Um, some men wouldn't be able to deal with it. Yeah, it's so funny. I've had that conversation with DL quite a bit, and he's always said that he could never be in a relationship with a woman who made more money than him, or he could never be in a situation where um, someone else was the breadwinner because he believes that, and I do believe to a certain extent, this might be a little true. The first, Now, I think it goes back to what you said, core values, but this mouth right here, as soon as we get into an argument, what you broke ass, like... You, I have to rein that in real quick. I pay the reels around here. Who you? It ain't my house. What you talking about? Get out. You get out. Like it, you know. But it. I mean, I'm petty like that. Look, I'm petty. But he says that he believes that that would would drive the wedge because, you know, how can a man feel like a man if he can't provide for his family? But I think it's one thing if you can't if you went into the relationship, and one person was doing, and then there was the flip because yeah. I think you've had time to build that base, right? Yes. I mean, I mean, it was like I was he was professional. I was professional and he was in IT making more. Um, but we got married and then he was a big, strong foundational unit of the business. Like he was supporting me when I didn't believe in myself. I mean, he was the backbone when I was filling oils in my garage. He was the guy that would help and would label and go drop him off at UPS. No, it, oh, yeah. it, he was a part of this. Yeah. So, no, we grew. We kind of grew it together. And he also sacrificed his career because they wanted to um, promote him several times above and beyond where he is now. And he, he would have had to travel. He would have traveled like six, 60% of the time. And we couldn't do that with the level of this business, the business plus the kids. So the business plus our kids and him gone, we couldn't have both been that gone, right? Yeah. Gone that much. So he, he stepped back from that and let the family business be, you know, the breadwinner, you know? So I think it's about, we did it together. It wasn't like we came in separately. We did it together. He supported and um, he saw the bottom line vision for the family. That's beautiful. Relationships are such a complicated thing sometimes. What, what do you think outside of sex, what is the most <clears throat> intimate thing that you can do in a relationship? Outside of sex, like outside of the physical, yeah. what do you think is like something that is very intimate for you? Um, being able to tear down every every guard that you have and be vulnerable and speak about any inner issues, um, anything that scares you, um, things that make you insecure, just being able to be vulnerable, I think is important to talk about everything that you typically would hold in for fear of being judged and being able to share those things with that mate. Um, I've been able to strip all of that down, all of my concerns and worries about being judged and have shared so much with my husband. I don't think there's anything he doesn't know about me that's amazing. and I've had a lot happen in my life. So I think that's the thing. And vulnerability is key. And for a man, that's hard to pull out of them. So to yeah. get him to share those things, that's intimacy. 
because you know like he's told me like listen i college i had a good old time sexually that's not intimacy I mean, right no it's not correct not at all not you know at all. so being that woman in his life that he want he wants to share all that with and give all that to you know and 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 have bear his children that's just that's intimacy that's sharing life i mean we we've lost a child i had baby care to six months we've gone through postpartum depression twice we have i've been let go and you know laid off i've had a lot of things happen to me that we've gone through together oh his family not really liking me because i'm not you know because i'm black we had to go through that where he had to dismiss some of his family i mean we've gone through a lot together yeah but i think that's that's the part that you don't see, and obviously, you know, most people don't want to share, and I don't blame them on social media, but I think it has created, when people just see the outcome, when they see the after, right, that's when they start saying relationship goals. I want that. I want that. I want that. But I think what people fail to realize is that none of this stuff is microwave. Like this was years in the making. This was years of baking and perfecting and figuring out, well, that was too much salt or that's, we forgot to put, you know, uh, baking powder in it or, you know, and, and being able to say, but we'll stay in the kitchen and continue to perfect this recipe. Yes. And that's, um, you know, that's what it takes. And you have to remove the ego. Um, mm. I think if he, if he had the ego that my ex had, we wouldn't be here today we wouldn't Ooh. my ex and and i would imagine here. what's it like seeing your ex now he's like look at me now that's what you're saying like oh my gosh what? how about this what what because you know sometimes oh. your ex thinks you'll never make it without me you won't be nothing without me you like well look at me now all of my stories all with my, my martini look with my, my you know, with, <laughs> with my vodka you know martini you see the top people in your stories you can see the top people always like a number five <laughs> <laughs> hilarious i know you gotta rub it in every now and then right just a little bit come on a little bit i mean no i, I, mean, I she was like i mean no. i just let the stories do their thing yeah they it, it's true what they say success is the best and the sweetest revenge it really is oh i know it is it is it totally is and i you know what and i um ended up, you know, I thought I wanted that man, but I ended up with the person I'm supposed to be with. So I can't, I can't even be mad. It's always that way. Some, you think you want something, especially when you're younger, you're like, oh, but I just love everything about him. And then years later, you look back and say, oh, thank you, God. What a disaster thank that you. would have been. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Jesus. Yeah, totally. What a disaster. Yes. God so with all it. of the things under your belt, the wins, the losses, everything in between, what is next for you? Like, I feel like you've conquered everything. Like, I, I, I don't know that there's anything that, at least to my knowledge, that you that you haven't done or haven't tried. What What's next for you? You know what? Um, as I approach 50, April 16th is my birthday. Um, I gave myself... April 16th? That's my mama's birthday. Oh, is it? Really? Rest in heaven. That's my mama's oh. birthday. Oh. That's beautiful. Mm, is Well, that is a a great four sixteen is a great blessed day. Um, Indeed. I, I'm um, actually going to give myself time because this I don't do this very often to give. I'm going to give myself a beat to figure that out. I haven't done that in the last twenty years. Step back and just 
breathe. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to figure out. I don't know yet. The answer is, I don't know, but I'm going to take a moment. I love that. To breathe and figure it out. I think that's refreshing because I think sometimes, you know, especially as black women, I feel like we scrape and scrimp our entire lives. We work hard because we have these goals. And and before you know it, and I'll, I'll tell you, this happened to my biological mother. She worked her whole life, couldn't wait to retire so she could buy her own house. She retired and died before she got her first check. And I remember thinking, I never want to work so hard that I never get to enjoy it before my time is up. So I think it's refreshing to hear somebody who who's done so much and, and accomplished so many things and given back so much to say, you know, I don't know, I'm going to take a beat and, and to be okay with the, I don't know, I think is beautiful. Yeah, I have to be, I have to, um, I have to be a, I have to be here for my children. I have to be okay with my my direction for the rest of my my life on this earth. And I need to make sure I make the right decisions with that. Right. And I want to I want to enjoy my grandkids. So I, I have to you know be here for all that. So I'm 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 looking. Listen, I'm not trying to age myself. Okay, I'm not I'm not trying to age myself and get like become seventy. I'm just saying that now that I'm approaching fifty, I'm looking at, looking at life differently than I did before. And I'm looking forward to going, okay, what does my next phase of my life look like? I don't know, but I'm gonna take a beat to figure it out. But I also wanna make sure that my mental health is taken care of. And I'm really focusing on that. Well, I tell you what. Because we don't do that well enough. At all, yeah, for sure. I am looking forward to seeing what your answer is. I will be watching. I'm always watching, always cheering, always rooting. We don't really get to talk a lot. I get it. You know, life happens. We're both busy. But just know that I never forgot the first time I met you. Um, I'm always cheering for you. Every time you launch a new product, I get it. I may not say it to you, but I do. Because I know, I think that it's okay when people gift you things. I think that's wonderful. I never discount that because Lord knows I love a good gift. However, I think the best way that we can show support to our sisters, at least in my opinion, is to do something like what I'm doing today is to tell you to your face, I am here. I see you. I am one of your largest and loudest cheerleaders. Uh, I root for you all the time. And if there is anything that I can do to support you, I always always, always will, period. Oh my God. Thank I you. I, I, I you could be you like Jasmine. I need you to come to town. I'm doing something. Could you host? Or Jasmine, could you just come sit in the audience? I'm like this. Expedia, American, Delta, oh Dallas oh flight ASAP. I am in the building. Count that. You can write that down and take that to the bank because I think you, Mahisha, fucking rock. Oh, I said so it. sweet. Thank you, my dear. And I meant Thank it. you. I and I can't wait to see you in person. Like, we have to connect in we Vegas. Have to. I mean, not Vegas, L.A. L.A., yes. for sure. Uh, martinis together, me and you. Martinis. Yes. And you know what? Martinis. Blue cheese olive for me. I'll give it a shot. Yes. yes. <laughs> Mahisha, thank you. you so much. I know you're super busy. I'm so glad we were able to reschedule again. You are. Yes. In my opinion, nothing short of amazing. Like I said, I don't think we tell each other that enough because 
you know, we're all busy right. and, and you, you get the magazine articles and the, the, the reports and, and in the media and in the news, but sometimes you just need to hear it from a sister, like right next to you. You just got to hear it. And I think we don't say it enough. And so I was determined for the month of March, that's what I would do. Oh, well, that is so amazing. I like your intentionality here. And thank you for letting me be a part of this celebration. And until we have our martini, I'll see you soon. Yes, ma'am, <laughs> you will. It toast is right. <laughs> yes. Well, have a wonderful day, mama. Enjoy yourself and keep looking fabulous. Thank you, my dear. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Love Bye -bye. you, girl. Love you, mama.